It's time for the Hockey Writers Grindline. A weekly show covering everything Detroit Red Wings. Brought to you by our own iconic top line of Wings writers. Sit back and enjoy the grind. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Grind Line here at the Hockey Writers. I'm your host, Matthew Zatora, and as always, joined in by my defense partner, Devin Little. Devin, how's it going? We have hockey to talk about uh, for the first time in months <laughs> it's it's actually hockey a hockey game we're going to be talking about here how's it going <laughs> well it's phenomenal because as you said we have hockey to talk about um yeah i'm not even gonna delay it anymore let's 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 go <laughs> let's go yes well let's get right into it with our one good one bad and i'm sure we know what the good is so i'm just gonna say it traverse city prospects tournament has begun and we can talk about the first game, which we will in a couple minutes. But that's my good. My bad, as we'll probably talk about this too, is Carter Mazer was hurt in that game. No report on how how he is this morning. They still said he, they didn't know um, what what the status of him is. And hopefully it's not too bad because we've talked about Mazer quite a bit during the offseason about potentially he could surprise, make the roster, um, really good in, in the AHL last season so that's my bad we hate i hate injuries happening in these types of tournaments because they're not regular season they're just a prospect showcase so hopefully it's not too serious that he'll be back pretty soon so hopefully i didn't take your your good and bad Devin, but uh <laughs> go for it what's your one good one bad uh my one good i'm not even sure if this is from this week or last week but um it's worth mentioning my one good is that according to general manager Steve Eisenman, uh, Simon Edmondson is going to be good to go by the time the season starts up. Nice. Um, sounds like he'll probably miss training camp um, or at least like kind of get going late. Um, but he should be 100% by the time the season uh, gets started. And that's that's great. We've talked about Edmondson a lot on this show and what we're kind of hoping to see out of him this season. And uh, to know that he'll kind of hit the ground running as soon as the season starts. That's that's real good news. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. And then uh, my one bad, um, it's just going to kind of segue into our discussion of uh, the first game. But uh, the Rebbings lost their first yeah. game against the uh, Dallas Stars. They lost 4-2. to two. Um, Leon Bichel looks like a beast for Dallas coming up the pipeline. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not even to mention Logan Stankoven, who I think is their best uh, prospect. So, um, you know... There were some good performers that were wearing red, and we'll talk about them shortly. Um, but Dallas's guys came to play, and they uh, walked away last night with a victory because of it. Yeah, I mean, the Stars, we've we've mentioned it. I don't know if I'm more on this show, but on Prospect Corner, we've talked about the Stars, that they're a playoff team, and they've got a strong prospect pool. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of amazing how good of a prospect pool they have when they've been so good in, in you know, making the playoffs and last season almost making it to the cup final. So, uh, it, yeah, it it's showcases it in this prospect turn of how, how good they are. So, for sure. All right. Well, we've talked enough about the site, you know, preamble about it. Let's get into this uh, prospect tournament, Traverse City and yeah, like you said, they lost four to two, but this is a showcase. We want to see the prospects. We don't really, I mean, of course, we care about Red Wings winning, but it's overall how the prospects performed and how well they did and who stood out. And uh, in the first game, we had a couple 
familiar faces uh, score goals. So uh, Elmer Soderblom scored the scored in that game, uh, and then Tumisto scored the other goal. But uh, you know, and Danielson had a couple of assists. So there, you're two uh, really good prospects. Danielson, obviously, a top five prospect according to Devin. According to I believe Delaney had him in the top five. I can't remember particularly if she did. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, so we had some prominent prominent skaters in that game, and uh, hopefully, we'll see more in the next couple games here too. Devin, how? What do you think about the first game? Uh, who who stood out for you? Um, it's hard to know where to start, right? There, there's a lot of <laughs> lot to take away from that game. Um, I think we'll start on the second line here. Uh, the second line uh, was Nate Danielson, Cross Hannes, and Elmer Soderblom. Um, I thought that that trio worked really well together. I thought there was a lot of good chemistry, and I think. Um, it seemed like whenever they were on the ice, the action was in the uh, the star zone, and that's where you want to see them playing. Um, I thought Danielson and Hannes specifically showed some really good chemistry together. Um, both are WHL boys, um, obviously. Um, and it was good to see Danielson um, have a couple assists, right? He's uh, kind of well, he's one of the new kids on the block, but he's, you know, he's the most recent first-round pick um, that's at the tournament at least so it's good to see him uh you know stand out on the box score um and it was also good to see Soderblom look like a player who made the NHL roster last year it'd be, it'd be kind of uh disheartening if he's playing the prospect tournament this year and he like didn't stand out right um he definitely looked like one of the best players on the ice for both teams um I also uh liked what I saw out of William Wallander and Atatu Amisto. That was their top uh defensive pairing. They looked like they had some good chemistry going. I think that has the makings of a uh a defense pairing on Grand Rapids this season. And I think that's maybe kind of uh why they're together to start up yeah. the hop here. Um so it was good to see them already kind of playing off each other well. I'm um, good to see two Amisto get rewarded. Um and then I'll also say uh, Sebastian Cosa, who played the first half of the game. Um, I wouldn't say he looked bad, but I also wouldn't say that he like really impressed. He uh, the two goals he allowed were more defensive miscues than they were him not making a save. But you'd also like to see him make a save there and bail out his team, right? Um, so if you're hoping to like head into game two with like you know, super gung-ho about Sebastian Costa. Unfortunately, that's not where we're at right now. Um, but I also don't think that you should be down in the dumps about him. It was just kind of, like I said, a uh, bad, bad defensive play in front of him. Um, overall, I mean, some, uh, some good, some, some, uh, some good play, good play uh, from individuals, um, some definite standouts. But at the end of the day, this is one game, right? And like you said, it's, it's a showcase more than like an actual tournament. Um so at the end of the day, you kind of just want to see players looking good. It doesn't really matter what the box score says. Um, and I think, you know, coming off of the first game, um, their best players look like their best players. And uh, that's the bare minimum you have to hope for in a, uh, a tournament like this. Yeah, I mean, you want you want your top prospects to look like your top prospects. You want them to not be noticeable. And I, you know, I love that Danielson was noticeable because – uh, like I say, we've talked about him quite a bit. I, I say that he could potentially be in the NHL as faster than a lot of other uh, prospects. And 
Um, Dan Watson seems to agree with me. Uh, see, he said, uh, quote, he's a really real smart player, plays a 200 foot game, makes plays, sees plays and anticipates the game. Well, he's going to be a really good player. So that's pretty good. I have our first impression uh, from Grand Rapids uh, new head coach. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm impressed by just, you know, seeing that uh, as a quote. So um, we'll see how Danielson does in main training camp the rest of this tournament, but uh, that's good for his first game to be noticeable and get a couple of assists and get praise from the head coach as well. So um, I'm loving that. All right, Ted, you know, looking ahead to the next two games, uh, they play the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, as you're watching this, it'll be this afternoon. So what do you expect from the, from the Red Wings in the net? Oh, actually, what do you be watching for this next couple games um, before this tournament is over? Well, first things first, I hope that they don't get blown out in their game against uh, the Blue Jackets because yeah. <laughs> ooh, is there a lot of talent on that Blue Jackets squad? Holy cow. Um, I think if you ask Maple Leafs fans what they think of uh, that Columbus squad, they'd have a lot of things to say. Um, so uh, first and foremost, don't get embarrassed tomorrow. <laughs> Make sure it's a good game. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I kind of want to see more or less more of the same. Um, you know, I, I concluded my thoughts on uh, the first game with their best players looking like their best players. You want to see that continue. Mm. Um, you know, we talk about Michael Casper um, potentially potentially uh, making a push for the NHL roster. You know, he's got to keep looking good uh, at the start here in the prospect tournament um, that can carry over into training camp. Um, Soderblom, you know, we... We've talked about him potentially making the roster. Um, we've also talked about how all the bodies they've added in the offseason make that pretty hard for him. Um, but he, at least after one game, looks like a guy who fully intends on making the roster again. Um, you want to see that continue. Um, you also want to see, you know, their uh, Wallander and uh, Tuamisto, the top pairing, uh, mm -hmm. continue to look good together. If, if they are going to be a pairing in Grand Rapids, um, you want them to really establish that chemistry and look like they can uh, play meaningful minutes because they're both um, they're both second round picks. Both uh, could play a big role um, for the rebuild um, as time goes on. Uh, both big, um, skilled offensive uh, defensemen who you know can contribute from the blue line. So you, you know you want to see them continue that momentum. And then last but not least, I feel like I'm kind of just like readdressing my points from the last question, <laughs> but. Um, you want to see Costa have at least one game where, like, there yeah. it is. That's the guy we're uh, we're excited about. Um, I'm not expecting him to like stand on his head and like you know be a crazy. Like, at the end of the day, save your best for training camp and preseason. Mm -hmm. This, you know, you look good in this, I for sure. But um, you know, I don't want to see Costa flopping all over and then all of a sudden get hurt because he's trying too hard mm -hmm. in a prospect tournament. So you know, I want to see him looking good. But at the end of the day, save his best for uh, when the games still don't count, but they still uh, they, they mean a bit more. Yeah. Um, and, you know, inspire confidence for what will hopefully be a long season in the AHL for him. Yeah, you don't want him to get hurt in this and not play preseason. And because uh, we do want to see him in some preseason games, hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's something you don't want to see, especially we've already seen an injury with Mazer. So. Uh, yeah, and the Blue Jackets beat the Maple Leafs seven to three in that game. Uh, and Fantilli had a couple of assists, so really, I don't think he should be playing in this tournament, but 
He's a prospect. <laughs> <laughs> he does he does qualify, <laughs> but he's too good to be to be part of this. All right. Do, well, I do, yeah, do you think I, he's I agree. Make, that, do, do you think he's gonna make the roster? <laughs> I no, I I don't think so. I think he's going back to junior. <laughs> I think he's going back to college. I, I don't think he's going to the NHL this season. No, Fantilli's like probably gonna be their top line center. I, I would assume uh, the way he's looking, it looks like he's uh, well on his way. But uh, we'll have to find. We'll have to see if that happens. All right. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I think it's gonna be exciting to see these next couple. I mean, Blue Jackets are probably the top team in this tournament prospect wise. So that one, I think, would be the biggest test. And uh, we'll see how the rest of it goes when this weekend comes to the end. And we'll we'll talk about it on our next episode, uh, what happened in the rest of that tournament as well. Okay, off the rush. Now, I know it's early, Devin, but uh, what do you think? Did Has this the first game changed anything for you about prospects that could potentially force their way onto this roster? Or is it too early? <laughs> uh too early and also you know you don't want to read too much into one one game um but uh i do have a lot more um i i guess i'm a little bit more excited about a player like cross hannis mm. about thought he looked really good uh, i think you know if he continues playing the way he did yesterday um two days ago when you're watching this um he's gonna be a player who's looking for a call up at the end of the season and that's what you want to see out of a player like him. So, um, yes and no. Um, again, don't want to read too much into one game, but um, there's definitely plenty to be excited about if you if you are going to look deep into the one game. Yeah, like like we've said, there's you know the couple Danielson for sure being a, yep. a standout. That that's big. Um, we'll see Amadeus Lombardi in this next game. Uh, he wasn't in the first game to a personal issue. So he will be playing in this one. I was confirmed this morning. So he, he should be, at least Watson said, uh, <laughs> he should be here tomorrow. He said, but uh, I'm assuming he probably will be. Uh, yeah. So we'll see him. And yeah, I, th- I think uh, it's, it was a good first game, but yeah, probably not good to read too much into it, but it's good to see some prospects stand out. All right, before we move on to our next two player previews, here is a message from the Hockey Writers. Interested in writing for the Hockey Writers? If you have experience writing about hockey, are passionate about the sport, and are looking to take your writing to the next level, the Hockey Writers could be the place for you. Here at THW, you will have the opportunity to hone your craft at one of the world's largest and most respected hockey publishers. You will have control over what you write, be able to seek out media credentials, and be supported by a large network of writers and editors. Plus, you'll get paid for doing it. If you're interested and want to know more about team openings and requirements, please visit the Write for THW page on the Hockey Writers website. A link to that page is also listed in the description right uh let's get into our next couple previews and uh one of them's a pretty big name but let's start with one of the new additions uh to the roster jt comfer i uh, played with the avalanche he's played with the avalanche over his whole career so uh his first year with the with the red wings Devin, what do you think uh what are your expectations for comfort i know we have talked about him a bit on this show already but uh you know looking into the future here which is not that far away we got preseason going to see him in a red wings jersey what are your expectations for the season for him if you go back um like a year ago and when we were doing this for andrew cop 
uh, whatever I said for him a year ago, pretty much, impl- pretty much apply it to comp for this year. Um, <laughs> uh, and honestly, whatever I said about comp uh, a couple weeks ago, I could probably say the same thing too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very much the same player, aren't they? Um, anyways, uh, I am honestly just kind of hoping to see him um, be a useful player for the Red Wings in all situations, you know, put it simply. Um, he's coming off of a career season in Colorado. He was kind of their, uh, he, he ended up being their second line center, um, put up 52 points in 82 games, played North of 20 minutes for the first time in his career. Um, I don't think he'll be asked to do all that in Detroit this year. I hope not at least. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, you know, coming off of a career, you know, there's always that little thing about a player having a career best season and a contract year. It's kind of like, you know, is, is that just kind of like uh, there was extra motivation there and I was going to settle back into where, he, where he's been traditionally or, you know, what, what is there to be expected there? Um, I, I'm very interested to see where Comfer slides into the lineup, at least to start. I honestly think he's going to be moving around a lot throughout the year um, because he's so versatile. You can put him on the wing. You can put him down the middle. He can play with skilled players. He can play in a checking role. So, um, you know, depending on how the rest of the lineup looks, I think he's going to be moving all over the place. Um, I think that makes him a valuable player for the Red Wings. I think that's one of the reasons why Andrew Kopp's a, play- a viable player for the Red Wings as well. But, um, again, we're not talking about Kopp. Um, and I expect him to play, definitely play a role in the penalty kill. Um, maybe play on the second power play, depending on, you know, who's healthy, who's playing, who's playing well. Um, all that good stuff. Um, I, you know, you, you kind of want to say, well, you did 50 points last year. Let's do 50 points this mm-hmm. year. Um, I don't know if I want to handicap him there because again, for uh contract year, he's the highest amount of points he put up before last season was 33. That's almost a 20 point jump. So um, I think if you get 40, 45 out of him this year, I think you're pretty, pretty pleased with it. Um, with you know obviously room for like if it's even more than that then hallelujah you know, that's, that's <laughs> exactly what you want um but i just i i i just don't see him as like a everyday 50 point guy i think it was kind of just a circumstantial thing for him last year um but i do think 40 points and being one of the more versatile players in the lineup is very doable for him this year i i agree i think uh you know he's hit double digits and goals Every season in the NHL, except for his first one, where he split time with San Antonio, San Antonio Rampage. So uh, since he became a full-time NHLer, he's hit at least 10 goals. So that's that's consistency, which for goal scoring at least. But yeah, his assist totals jumped up a bit last season, probably because who he was playing with sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, finishing off his passes. Sometimes when you're, you know, you pass it to a guy and doesn't he doesn't score. And but if you have a guy that actually had finished. Uh, you'll get the assist on it. So um, maybe that's the case. Maybe if he's just with someone that can finish, uh, those assist totals will stay because his goal totals have been pretty much the same most of his career, right? He's got yeah. 17, 18, 16. I mean, the lowest he's scored in the last bunch of years was that 10 and 48 games. So, mm-hmm. um, and I believe that was the, yeah, that was the shortened season. So, you know, I, I think he'll still score amount, that amount. It's the assists that I think were kind of, uh, if he on, <laughs> will he get the same amount of assists? Um, because that was a career high 35. So we'll see. Okay. Let's get to the big guy, Lucas Raymond. Uh, he's 
I know, Devin, you did an article on him doing a bit of a preview. So uh, you're probably going to say a lot what you said in that article. So check that out if you haven't. Um, Devin, what do you think about uh, Lucas Raymond's, you know, his expectations in his third season in the NHL? Because he, I mean, his sophomore season was okay, uh, but it wasn't like as good as his rookie season where he kind of blew everyone out of the water, really. I mean, this first first bunch of, I mean, he did kind of tail off at the end of that season. But uh, what do you think of Raymond uh, going into his third uh, season in the NHL? Uh, you know, I th- I think first and foremost, it's interesting to me um, how much the mood has changes has changed surrounding Lucas Raymond. Um, you know, coming out of his rookie year, you know, the only reason why people didn't talk about him more is because Moritz Sider was also a rookie that year and he won the Calder Trophy. Um you know, if Sider's not on that team or if he isn't a rookie on that team, um, I think, you know, Raymond's the talk of the town. He's, he's, you know, people are going goo goo gaga about him. Um, and that just wasn't the case because there was somebody shining brighter. Um, so then this season when he has, you know, not as good of a season, um, you know, I've, I've seen people go as far as to say that he, um, he should be traded for like, you know, a, a top line center or, you know, a, you know, a big piece, you know, people were, people were talking about uh, um, the Debrinket trade before it actually went down. People were throwing Raymond's name out there and I'm just sitting here like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what, 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 he's the highest pick they've had this entire rebuild. You're going to ship him off. What are we doing <laughs> um, after two seasons? Give me a break. Um and it's not even like his second season was bad. It's 45 points in 74 games. That's like pretty good for a uh, a middle sixer, right? Yeah. We have higher expectations for Lucas Raymond, and that's that's why it's it's all ball humbug. But um, quite frankly, I think at this point we know that Raymond is a capable NHLer at you know 21 years of age. I mm-hmm. think that's great, and you know the sky's the limit for him. Um, if you're in that camp of shipping them off, um, come back to reality with me. It's fun yeah. over here. I promise. <laughs> um, anyways, and the dude's got 102 points in 156 games. Like again, he's 21 years old. What more can you ask for? He's 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 not Connor Bedard, but yeah. he's uh he's in like the next tier down, I dare say. Um, and we haven't seen what his best is. What do I want to see from him this year? I want him to quiet the nonsense because yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing nonsense. Um <laughs> And he doesn't even need to have like a big explosive, like 80 point season to do it. Um, I think if he hits like 65, 70 points, I I think everyone's going to be right back on the train with me. Choo choo. Um, And for good reason. Right. Um, I've talked before about how Alex Dabrinkit is going to help Lucas Raymond, um, whether it's they're on the same line. So they have, you know, they're able to play with each other or because Raymond's playing on the next line down and Dabrinkit's facing the tough, um, Assi- uh, defensive assignments whereas Raymond gets to feast on uh you know lower competition mm-hmm. um and for what it's worth um uh he's he's added some weight it, sa- it sounds like he's added like 10 pounds of muscle over the over the uh, summer and that's one of the things he needed to do he was getting knocked off pucks a little too easily last year um and he took that seriously he took it to heart he went you know he worked his butt off in the year and and he had a muscle mass. He's going to be able to uh, hold on to the puck better. He's going to be stronger on the puck. Um, and that's going to help him in terms of playmaking and just extending shifts and finding opportunities. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Raymond has a huge year this year, actually. 
Um, I don't want to say, you know, huge year or bust for him because I just don't think that's the case. But I, like I said, I think if he hits 65, 70 points, we're all going to be real excited about him again. Um, I haven't stopped being excited about him for what it's worth. I'm wearing <laughs> a number 23 jersey right now. Um, but uh, he's he's going to hopefully silence some uh, some nonsense this year. Mm-hmm. And for what it's worth, one final point here. Um, in his rookie year, he, in you know, we love this stat on the show, but <laughs> his rookie season, he had a uh, plus minus of minus 32. His uh, second season, his plus minus was minus 17. That's a 15 point um improvement mm-hmm. so you know maybe the offense took a dip because his defensive play you know took a, took a jump up right um i think for raymond to become the type of player we want him to be he's got to be dominant all over the ice not just in the offensive zone and the fact that uh seemingly his defensive stats took a uh, a step forward last year tells me that um he's going to be useful not just in terms of creating goals he's going to be useful in preventing them as well. And that's, uh, that's an exciting thing to think about as well. Yeah. I mean, like you said, he's 21 years old, like give him a break. It's not like he's, he's approaching 29, 30 years old. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, he's still got so much potential. I get, I've said this made about athletic prime. Like he has not hit that yet. 25, I believe is like that time when you're the athlete, you know, you hit that your body is, ready like it's it's fully developed to be uh and that's where you see a lot of these career seasons i mean yes conor mcdavid did it way earlier than that but he's generational he's you shouldn't even talk about him but uh you know most people most players hit that those career seasons in their athletic prime that 24 25 26 um so i mean it's something that you know Raymond's good. He's so far away from that and he's looking already really good. So I'm, I'm not worried. I think he's going to end up having a really good season. And like you said, playing with the Brinkett, either it be with him on the, the top line or on the power play. Cause I'm most likely definitely going to see them together on the power play. Um, if not five on five. So I'm anticipating a really big season for him actually. So yeah, I, I think Raymond's, here to stay and whoever's thinking that he shouldn't be. Yeah. Like check, check your, you know, come back, come back to us. <laughs> Raymond's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get to the end of the show here, it's going to last off the rush and Devin project Raymond's goal total this season. How many goals do you think he'll score? I think, we're going to be on 30 goal watch this year, but I think he's going to fall just short. I'm going to give him 28, maybe 29. I'll say he hits 30. I think he's going to hit 30, um, but just 30. <laughs> I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go crazy. Um, but yeah, he <laughs> definitely has the potential to do it. I think he, I think he can definitely hit that 30 goal mark. Um, if not exceed it. And I don't want to say he's going to score 40. That's a bit um, crazy. Not yet. You know, I, you never know. I mean, it could happen. I, Larkin uh, gets better every season, it seems. So, uh, you know, I don't know if they'll play together either. So we'll see how training camp kind of plays out in the preseason and what the lines look like. Um, um, but, yeah, it, it's fun. It's fun. We've talked about hockey this this episode. We're talking about, going to talk about more next one. We'll wrap up the prospect tournament and then look ahead to preseason games, which are going to be right around the corner. 
And uh, then we can talk about that. And then, of course, the regular season, which is uh, not that far away. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll also training camp battles. We'll be talking about that, too. Lots of stuff coming. So make sure to throw in those comments in the in the comment section below. We'll have our comment corner return um, soon. And uh, make sure hitting that like button. And if you haven't subscribed to the Hockey Raiders YouTube channel, make sure you're subscribed to that. And uh, our, uh, also, uh, we got so much going on at the Hockey Raiders right now. Also, the Hockey Raiders Detroit Red Wings Substack. We've launched that. And that comes out, I believe it's at least two times a week. I believe it's two times a week. And uh, that gets your inbox a lot of top uh, articles to hockey writers that you can take a look at. So definitely check that out. And until next time, we'll see you on another episode of the Hockey Writers Grind Live.